0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, March 10th, 2020 is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my refusing to vote Cassius Winston first team All Big Ten co-host, Matt Sheehan. No,
1: no, no, no. We are not going to start this off with slander. We are not (laughs) going to do that today. Could you imagine? I mean, man... (laughs) That is a, uh, a spicy take from a columnist known for his hot takes. Mm. Uh, usually, more times than not, actually, I, I agree with a lot of his takes. Oh, well, I skirt around using his name, Graham Couch. Yeah. Um, to not put Cassius on the first team for the Big Ten is a little too spicy of a take <laughs> for me. Uh, but hey, everyone's entitled to their own opinions, yeah. whether they're right or wrong. Um we can get into that later, I guess, or we can keep rolling with that conversation now, I suppose.
0: Well, we're going to talk about the Big Ten Awards. Okay. Um, so I think we can sort of weave it into that. Uh, that'll yeah. be a, there's like a natural place for that. I'm not going to spend a whole segment talking about one person's vote because, um, oh, what's the best way to say this? Who well, cares? Well, it will
1: just be preaching to the choir, exactly, like 99.9% of us all lie <laughs> on the same side of this debate, so we yeah. don't have to beat a horse in the um, ground.
0: But we should, you know, we're going to talk about different awards and uh, a handful of guys from Michigan State got recognition. And that was cool. So we'll, we'll talk about that and we can sort of weave into that discussion um, slash meltdown that some people on MSU Twitter were, were having over that. Um, Matt, this is so weird. Like, I don't even know what to do. Like, you haven't been ruining this intro.
1: Yeah, so right. I don't even know.
0: Like, I was, I was like, where am I? Where did I leave off? I, I usually keep track of that.
1: Yeah. Going uh, off I, the script is usually part of the script it's, it's lately. Like, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's weird to be quiet for like 15 seconds at a time here during this intro. I'm starting to get like a little skeezed out over here. I don't like this whatsoever. Can you just like yell back? Yeah, whoa! Back! Okay. Back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Okay. Whew, all right, that, that's our okay. equilibrium much, right there. We're yes, good.
0: much better when you are tossing hand grenades. At me as I try mm-hmm. to uh, navigate nice to around the On today's show, we're going to yeah. talk about the all Big Ten teams uh, and the different end of season awards. Uh, we're going to start. We're going to dip our toe into. Let's say it that way. Dip our toe into the Big Ten tournament because um, you know hot. we'll talk more about this. But the Big Ten tournament kind of comes in third uh, in the rankings, so to speak. Um, I think it's still there this year, but it's an interesting year, and we'll talk about why. And then if we have some time at the end, we'll see how long these discussions go. I do want to try to squeeze in some football recruiting. Uh, It was a really big weekend at MSU for all recruits. Um, When you have a marquee game like that, it's great to get high school prospects of either sport in the Breslin Center for an environment like that. Uh, And Michigan State certainly took advantage of that, sent it around some uh, events. I think U of M had one Saturday and Michigan State had one Sunday. So you kind of just bring a lot of kids up the uh, the highway there. So if we have time, we'll talk about that. If not, we'll get to it at some point um, because it's it sort of falls in line with different uh, recruiting tactics and it's been an interesting start certainly to the recruiting cycle for Mel Tucker in his first couple of weeks. So sure that's does. the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this five days a week. Half an hour episodes dedicated to the world of Michigan State football and basketball. Matt, are you ready?
1: Uh yeah, I think so. Why not? Let's
0: just go for it. Let's jump in. Where do you want to start? Um I mean, we can just like lay it out there. These are the honorees, if you haven't heard, real quick. Uh Cassius Winston, first team all Big Ten. Unanimous selection from the coaches. Uh, not unanimous selection from the media. Luca Garza wins Big Ten player of the year, and you and I have talked about this and I think I sent a tweet about it during the the game, uh, the Iowa game. You know, Luca Garza's one Big Ten player of the year, deservedly so. His stats mm-hmm. are just impossible to ignore, even for someone like in his advanced stuff is fine too. But for someone like me who loves to just dig under the, the counting stats and see what else is at play, sometimes counting stats are just too hard to ignore. Uh, and Luca Garza absolutely deserved Big Ten player of the year. Um, but Cassius Winston... I mean, after Garza, he's anyone who wasn't going to vote for Garza was probably going to vote for Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you saw that with the coaches and I, I we will see if we get the media. We got the Gannett team, the USA Today network team, if you will, their votes. Yeah. And of I think it was seven or eight people. Um, the Graham couch, the vote we mentioned earlier was the only one who didn't have Cassius Winston on the first team. So Mm -hmm. I would be surprised if, I mean, maybe there's another writer or two who didn't vote Cassius Winston. But, you know, he misses out on unanimous by at least one vote, um, maybe a couple. But, you know, no surprise there with Cassius Winston uh, coming in at first-team All-Big Ten, Matt.
1: No, not at all. And we're very lockstep on this take that, yeah, Garza, he's probably the guy that should win this. I mean, it's tough to deny 25 points and 10 Mm -hmm. rebounds per game. Yeah, it's like the highest...
0: Sorry, it's like the highest scoring average since, like, uh, Big Dog Robinson. Like, since Glenn Robinson. There's been another Glenn Robinson that already came through the conference recently. Like, that's how long ago since someone scored that much in conference play. And this Mm -hmm. year, considering the teams in the Big Ten, like, yeah, you got it. 25 per game. You scored 40-plus. Like, okay, give it to Luke Garza. He had a ridiculous season on offense.
1: Yeah, and he was consistent with it, too. There's only one game since January 1 has started, that he scored less than 20 points. And yeah. that was against Nebraska January 7th. Ever since then, he's been at at least 20 points. Now, the 20 points hasn't always been easy to come by in these games. But, hey, I mean, when you're the guy that's putting up all the shots and making them more times than not as he sits at 54% shooting, that, that's going to help you win. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, just funneling right into the Cassius Winston debate, um we're probably a little biased, uh, but yeah, I, there's not a, still not a player I'd rather have this year than Cassius Winston Manning the team. So yeah, of the day stats matter. Iowa had a great season. I mean, let's yeah. not deny well, that they, they didn't share the banner or anything, of course. But yeah, good season. Luca Garza, massive, massive, massive reason they had the season they did. So I, I got no qualms about it.
0: No, I, I do. I was so I, I, I saw. Early in the morning, uh, Graham, you know, he put out his vote and Mm -hmm. like credit to him for every take he's ever had, whether it's we think it's ridiculous or spot on or whatever. Like he's always ready to be public with it and explain it and use his logic, whether you agree with it or not. And that's, you know, that goes into his job. So at least he's not like (laughs) hiding behind it or whatever. But I saw that and I was like, huh you know, it made me pause for a second and be like, okay, well, let me look and see, like, is this something justifiable? Do I get kind of where he's coming from? Um, And what he voted for, I guess, was like, he didn't have Cassius Winston and Ayo Desunmu kind of replaced him. And and Ayo Desunmu got a lot of first team votes um, worthy. So I think he was one of uh, media first team, not coaches first team. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cassius scored more points per game, had more assists per game, had a little bit less rebounds, but Desumu is a 6'5 wing. Cassius is a 6-foot point guard. Uh, the efficiency numbers aren't even close. Uh, Cassius is way more efficient. Uh, Michigan State was significantly better. This year, yeah, Desumu probably a little bit more on the defensive end, but Cassius is like seventh in the conference in steals per game. It's not like he's an absolute sieve. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just looking through like, okay, Lamar Stevens, I can't even make a realistic case that he should be first team over Cassius Winston. I can't do it with, um, Anthony Cowan, like Jalen Smith, like they're in a, in an alternate universe, you could look and be like, yeah, Cassius Winston was a little up and down. Maybe not quite like, okay, I can follow that logic, but who are you replacing him with on the first team is kind of where I got caught up with. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think Cassius like I would have been Luca Garza, Cassius Winston would have been one two for player of the year. So I'm not defending the take. Um but I guess you, you, I can't, you can't see where he's coming from. I can least. see like, where he's yeah, coming I, from. I, I, I will yeah. say that for him. Yeah. Until 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 I try to replace him on the first team, and then it's just like, mm-hmm. okay. There's nobody else in the conference that I'm like, yep, this person absolutely needs to be first team over Cassius. And he put Xavier Tillman first team and Tillman had a really nice season but Mm -hmm. Cassius Winston had a better season than Xavier Tillman
1: he he just did (laughs) and Tillman yeah he would be a great first team candidate I feel like every other year but this year that's the thing I mean the Big Ten obviously we've talked about it ad nauseum it's been a pretty incredible year for a lot of these teams and a lot of these teams have a lot of incredible players so this would have been a great season for like I don't know Eight spots on the first team for all Big Ten because yes. <laughs> it is it is packed up there. Uh, there's a clear divide between I don't know the, the top eight players in the in the conference and the next, next uh, what what have you seven I guess for go all the way down to the third team. What was that? But sorry, I, I was swiping through the Big Ten Twitter and I apparently had my phone on uh, air raid siren volume <laughs> and accidentally clicked on a video. So that's what that little uh, okay. uh, outburst was. Yes. <laughs>
0: It's like it startled me. Um, It startled me too.
1: Yes, (laughs) it's it's.
0: I don't know, and I don't like. People got mad and like attention getting, whatever. Eh, Yeah, I don't.
1: We've talked about
0: how Graham works and how his opinions are sometimes a little bit out there. But you like, I like the logic train of not voting a team in the AP Top Twenty Five until they play. Uh, a road game, but again, like sometimes you can be like, well, Duke hasn't played on the road yet, but we know they're pretty damn good. Like last season. See, so. I,
1: I, I, love that take from him. I, I kind I of do, agree
0: with that. I'm all I, in on that baby. I, I like it, but I'm not going to, I, I need to have exceptions to it. It's not mm-hmm. a hard and fast rule.
1: For all right. Me. Like well, some,
0: like last year's Duke team, you could just look at him and be like, all right, this is one of the best teams in the country. I can't leave them out of my top 25 because they refuse to play road games out of the conference. I don't know. They, should, they, they didn't should even make a the... final
1: four. How how good were they really? They didn't even make a final four.
0: <laughs> well, they ran into one of the uh, best teams in the country at the Elite oh. Eight, and you know things happened the way. I forgot they about
1: that. Actually, I watched that game last night. I'm gonna be <laughs> did honest. You so, really? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I watched the MSU Ohio <laughs> State cut down, and then like the, the next video was YouTube next recommended Duke MSU full CBS broadcast. Click. Yes, I will do that tonight. Absolutely. So I. Did dabble in that game last night a little bit. It was a fine night of, of television for me, yes. Uh, news here. Okay. S- this is going to be old news, but Scotty Hazleton,
0: nine hundred and fifty grand a year.
1: The bag. bag. The so,
0: bag. I'm surprised it's not over a million, honestly. Yeah. But we, uh, we figured out how uh, Ron Burton got lured back to <laughs> Michigan State to the tune of half a million dollars a year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll pay the bills. Yes, That'll t- yes. That'll
0: take care of the bills. Which I think he was around three fifty or four hundred. I forget what it was, but you know, anytime you can add another six figures to your salary, that you doesn't wouldn't say no
1: bad. to it. Yeah,
0: um, I just it popped up on my Twitter timeline as I was uh, scrolling through here. Let's pause. We'll come right back and we'll continue with these Big Ten awards because um, we got to talk uh, about one that I was worried about, but came through in flying colors, and finally, finally, somebody recognized uh, someone who deserved recognition. Matt, Naismith got it wrong. Wow, all
1: right. I'm not we'll talking, about,
0: I'm we'll not talk talking about. about Doc. Okay. Doc Naismith, the, the inventor of the sport of basketball. Not him. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the committee named in his honor that selects not only the offensive player, or like the player of the year. Right, right. right. But they also have a defensive player of the year award, Matt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one Xavier Tillman... Was not, that Xavier Tillman, my voice stopped working in the middle of saying Xavier. Happens. Happens. One Xavier Tillman Sr. was not a finalist for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year, and yet he brings home the Defensive Player of the Year award in the Big Ten. Incredibly deserved. Honestly, we'll get into it, but there was not even an argument for anybody else.
1: No, once again, completely agree. Um, I no longer recognize the James Naismith Defensive Player <laughs> of the Year award. That is uh, an award that is now I'll illegitimate to me. I, I I'll take it further. I yeah, don't even recognize
0: do. James Naismith as the inventor of now, basketball. Yes,
1: yes. Do you know what? Yes, I. I, it can, is take, such a I can take foul. it up a notch. Absolutely. It is
0: such a flagrant, disrespectful snub yes. that I refuse to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Naismith invented the game. I refuse to acknowledge anything that has to do with Kansas basketball. Yep. I refuse anything that has to do with peach baskets.
1: Or just doctors in general. Or yes.
0: doctors in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given the circumstances of the world right now, I'm going to go ahead and retract that last doctors uh, uh, Give thing. me another
1: week. I'm going to stay on that for another week.
0: Yeah. It seems safe. Yeah. we got a week. Um, yeah. Uh, Xavier Tillman, defensive player of the year in the conference. Absolutely deserved.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. Especially with the way he closed out the season, too. I know mm-hmm. it's obviously supposed to be a season-long award, but to end your season with holding Caleb Weston to eight points to, uh, what do you, you know, yeah, Lamar Stevens got 15 points. Solid. 3-19 and 19 shooting, though, to get there. That ain't so solid when you start looking at that. Uh, Maryland, you know, yeah, Jalen Smith had a fine game. Tough guy to guard. Okay, whatever. Jalen well,
0: Smith, Smith did very well in his turns against Marcus Bingham and uh, Thomas Kithier. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will just say that.
1: And then um, Tillman's second half against Garza. Garza had had 20 points in the game, 8 for 21 shooting, but absolutely put him in a straight jacket yeah, in the final seven minutes. Of one the bucket, game. right? Well, he only allowed him to take just one shot in the paint in the last seven that's right. Minutes. I think he had maybe one or two three-point attempts or something like that. But, yeah, he bodybagged them. So to close out that stretch with four wins against ranked teams, which is the first time State has done that in 30 years. Found that little nugget today on the Internet. Mm. Um, to do that and when a lot of these teams have their main player be the guy that Tillman is guarding and he's the reason they did not win, uh, that's going to get you Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year honors. Nice. Rightfully
0: so. If you, like, this was sort of the year of the big man in the Mm -hmm. Big Ten, and if you just go through and look at whether it's Garza, Uturu, Coburn, um, Lamar Stevens, just look at sort of the bigger power forward centers, uh, the better players in the conference, and look at their numbers against Michigan State. Like, damn near every game, it's one of, if not the worst games they've played all season in terms of not scoring and and just scoring and rebounding, whatever, like efficiencies. Like, Luca Garza had 21. It took him 20 shots to get there, Matt.
1: Yeah, that's That's, tough. I mean, once he got that senior put on the back of his jersey, Will, he became everyone's father. (laughs) He turned it on and has closed out the season in tremendous fashion.
0: Yeah. Luca Garza put, like, 40 on John Teske. Oh, a casual 40. Yeah, my God. Um, here you go. Xavier Tillman was the only Big Ten player that finished top ten in both steals and blocks per game this season.
1: Very nice. He was
0: third in rebounding in the conference, and his defensive impact obviously goes way beyond the counting stats. Uh, he runs the best conference or the best defense in the conference. Ask anybody uh, who knows anything about anything, and they'll tell you that that dude is like the middle linebacker uh, of the defense. Uh, he was the only non-guard in the top ten steals per game in the Big Ten this year. When you consider that. When you consider the performances he put up, uh, the guys uh, uh, who went against him one-on-one and just the job he did against them, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Jalen Smith, Oturu had some good block numbers, Um, you know, people like to look at that, but, like, there wasn't really an argument, I I think, for anyone else. Like, it's Defensive Player of the Year, so things get hairy, but had he not won, it would have been, to me, and I think to a lot of people, a pretty big snub.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I would love to see the voting numbers, too. Because we use the old, like, oh, there's not even a close second to Tillman. But I really wonder if that is true, if there is no close second to Tillman. I would imagine it'd be Simpson, right? I mean, I think
0: um, there's a pretty big
1: gap between him. I, I don't know.
0: Hold on. I got the defensive team. Uh, so there are no unanimous selections to the defensive team, which I don't, I feel like... Is, okay, that's even crazier well, than,
1: like, Winston not being unanimous, then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All um. Right. Yeah, you got Jalen Smith, Tillman, Oturu, Jamari Wheeler, no- Nogel Eastern. So, um, oh yeah, he was Simpson solid. wasn't yeah. even first team, and the media doesn't do uh, defense there. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean th- those guys are all really good defenders. Like mm-hmm. Wheeler, holy crap, he was doing some stuff when Michigan State was playing, and you saw the impact when he wasn't on the court. Um, but yeah, like it, 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 Tillman was the one who was doing more than everyone else both in blocks and steals and rebounding, sort of well-rounded statistically, and then just being the guy in the best defense in the conference. And that's what they were uh, all year long.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What what, do you think about the freshman player of the year? I know that MSU really didn't have anyone in the running there. Rocket Watts uh, caught fire a little too late in the Uh season. But uh, Kofi Coburn, I, I believe, won this one. Is that correct? Yeah, Kofi Coburn freshman of the year. I thought was uh a good it was
0: either him or Trace Jackson Davis Yeah, it was
1: a two man race, right? Yeah,
0: and I think Coburn's impact was bigger on his team and it was a better team. And I think statistically yeah. um I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like just he had better production. Maybe he would have dropped off, but you know, Kofi Coburn um seemed like the guy there. Um that dude is <laughs> a kind of a monster and he had some huge games all year long and Trace Jackson Davis Definitely had some good seasons. I think uh, Illinois being better uh, than Indiana helps out a little bit there, too. Definitely. Um, what happened to like, that ref
1: that Coburn clocked, is he still with us? or is No, he... he died. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, you he, won't take um, this from the podcast. All right. Yeah,
0: he actually was supplanted uh, under. He got wow. hit so hard, he just went right under the court, and that's happened it happened.
1: That's right, and a nice ref tree will grow right above him. Um, That's
0: right. Greg Gard, winning Coach of the Year, is an inspiration to
1: incompetent people all across the country. So that's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. Who would you give it to, you think? (laughs) Pat Chambers was in the absolute driver's seat of the driver's seat for this award. Uh, I guess not driver's seat, driver's seat. Pike also was in there, too. They were kind of in the same car that drove off the same cliff, honestly, for for this award. (laughs) I don't know who was driving and who was shotgun. I think Chambers was driving. Um, but man, you talk about campaigns that fell apart at the 11th hour. Uh, that is indeed what happened with Mr. Michael and Mr. Chambers
0: guard gets it because, you know, player leaves mid season and they've got some off court tragedy stuff to, to Mm -hmm. go through and they're expected to be good, but not maybe winning the conference good. Um, and so they overachieve a little bit and that's what happens. You get it, you you know, you, 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 your team overachieves and you get coach of the year. Um, I think what is happening at Rutgers with Pico, um, God, like, it's Rutgers, dude.
1: Exactly, right. It's
0: Rutgers, and they are a problem to go play at their place. They haven't figured it all out yet, and it seems like they might be on the way, uh, just given the trends with them. Mm -hmm. But, like... They were a problem for a lot of teams, and they were really good, and they're going to be in the tournament.
1: And, and exactly, and I feel like that should be the baseline. And that's like for, it's Rutgers. Yeah, it's Rutgers in the tournament. That should that's like an auto bid for Coach of the Year award if you can yeah. get the Scarlet Knights <laughs> dancing <laughs> in March.
0: Pat Chambers certainly had a case too. There were a lot of coaches that had cases. Oh, I think Underwood too. Like teams. Underwood would yeah. have been
1: squarely in my top three yeah. too. Like Illinois was supposed to be solid, but they had a better year than they could have, and uh, of course they changed the way they really played this year too. Totally. I mean, that, yeah, that's a coach not... who tailored the the game around yeah. who he had and did it brilliantly.
0: Yeah, that is um, certainly an underrated thing because like you're, we're used to Illinois is going to press the hell out of you and no. it's just going to be dogged, and they didn't. They they were like. I don't know where they finished, but way down in turnovers, like bad, like 250th or worse in turnover percentage where they're usually like top 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally played a different style and adjusted, adapted on the fly. And they're a really good team. And yeah, a few results go differently. They're young. You know, Coburn's a freshman. Dasun a sophomore. Those are their big guys. Yep. You know, in another year, that's a conference title competing team, depending on what those guys do for the NBA. But yeah, I thought he did a really good job. There's a lot of coaches that did a good job. Izzo did too. But yeah, when you're preseason sure. number one and you go through some rough patches, you yeah. know that's it's not going to happen. I wouldn't have voted for Izzo, but I wouldn't have voted for Greg Gard either.
1: Yeah, I think my vote actually would have gone to Underwood. Um, but you could understand why Guard won it. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Rocket Watts for
0: being the last freshman <laughs> on the all-freshman team, yep. earning that in the last two weeks for sure.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, absolutely. Um, and
0: I think some of that uh, certainly goes to the fact that he's consistently relied upon to check opposing team's best perimeter players, uh, you know, one or two uh, point, uh, positions, like point guard, shooting guard. Um, and that's a tough assignment, and he's a freshman and did a really good job with that. So I think his defense certainly played into it, and then once his shooting... Came around a little bit. I was like, yeah, give him the fifth spot.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. We are going to transition here to Big Ten Tournament Talk. We're not going to get to recruiting, unfortunately, but that's okay. We will eventually. We will eventually. Um, Yeah. But we're going to talk about the Big Ten Tournament. We're going to look at the bracket broadly and just kind of chit-chat about where things stand right now. So we'll do that here in just a second.
1: All right, Matt. Okay, well let's let's do this. This is kind of exciting, man. March Madness, March is madness. Um, I, I want to start here
0: a little mm-hmm. little differently. Um, the Big Ten tournament, yes. In a normal year, is so we've got the NCAA tournament, we've got the Big Ten regular season. They are both very important in their in their own special ways. Yeah, tournaments number one. Big Ten regular season definitely matters. And in a year like this, it especially matters when it's such a great up year for the conference. There's a year, a few years back, that was a really great conference year where I was like, damn, who's going to win? And that it really mattered. And then like the Big Ten tournament, as fun as it is, is always a distant third, Matt.
1: It is, and do you think we're the only fan base, or one of the few fan bases that treat the Big Ten tournament like a distant third? I don't even mean this in an arrogant I way. Like, like, yeah, I I, 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 that's how far in the bubble that we are. That I don't even know if this is how everyone else views it, or if we're just so spoiled with greatness everywhere <laughs> else, we're like, eh, we don't really, we don't <laughs> really need that banner, I guess. <laughs>
0: it's strange because obviously for mid majors. The Big Sky, Horizon League. Yeah, yeah. It matters a ton. And it is the thing. And that's cool. And it's awesome. And we've talked about how it's a terrible way to select your automatic bid. Mm -hmm. But it is so exciting and fun and great and crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It's just, it means so much more. Where the Big Ten, you've got a a year where they're probably going to get 10 teams in. Yep. Doesn't really matter um, in terms of the scheme of things. The ACC, though, generally best... League in the conf- or in the country always top three in the country in the best leagues best teams, we know the history there. The ACC tournament like really matters.
1: They and, love that thing down there. Yeah, yeah, like
0: it is like on par, and it might even be for some people. I honestly don't know. It might even be like more important than the regular season, which is absurd to me. <laughs> but, oh, it's, like, it's
1: bananas to me. But no, that, that's legitimately how life yeah. is down there. Yeah,
0: and it's just different. In the Big Ten, but I think this year, and this is sort of the rounding point, we're coming around to the point here. This Big Ten tournament might actually, like, really be a nice banner to hang. Like, it's not going to mean as much as the regular season, but it feels like it's a lot closer than previous years where you can be like, dude, we had to win three really hard games or four if you're Ohio State or Iowa, like, or anyone who didn't get a double bye, like, you were going to have to beat. Three really good teams, maybe four, maybe five. Hell, Minnesota can make a run, like um, they're playing Northwestern. So four, still yeah. four. Yeah, like you're gonna have to go through a run that's gonna be really hard to win the Big Ten tournament, like on par with like getting to the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. It's that type of difficulty in the run where this banner might actually mean something looking back on it in a few years.
1: No, and yeah, you said it best. I, I can't say it any better than that. Um, thank you. How oh tight my God, it's thank all. you. Yeah, definitely. But there's <laughs> there's always one thing that I find very humorous, and it's realizing that for one of the teams, 11 through 14, to win, they got to win five games in five days yeah. in a row. And like Impossible. the older I get, the more sore I get. Uh, after I just play a little bit of pickup basketball on a random Thursday night, (laughs) like I have the absolute utmost respect for what these athletes do. And just the idea of playing five straight games of high level basketball in five days, just, it makes me laugh out loud. Just thinking of how, well, I was going to say sore, but really deceased I would be, uh, if I was in their situation. So good luck to all of them. (laughs) Um, Penn state. So Penn state had a really good season.
0: They're yeah. Really good team.
1: A fine year. Had yeah. a
0: really nice season. Mm-hmm. If they want to win yeah. the Big Ten tournament, they'll have to yeah. beat
1: Indiana. Yep. Beat Maryland. Easy. Beat Michigan State. Done. And then beat Wisconsin. The, whoever Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And, and it might not even be
0: if it's not Michigan State. It's going to be Ohio State or Purdue, who are both uh, top 20-ish Ken Palm teams. Ohio State's, like, number eight in Ken Palm. And a
1: Purdue team that would be fighting for their tournament lives, too. (laughs) Like, Purdue needs to win, Uh, I think, three games this tournament.
0: And a Purdue team who has the the ability to beat every team by 30 or lose to every team
1: by 30. Just a a wild team. I (laughs) love that Ohio State and Purdue are paired together in the first game. Of, like, the ultimate who has the more (laughs) fascinating season uh, between the two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Number seven and number 10 in the conference are like 8 and 20th in Ken Pom. It's, yep. it's absolutely absurd.
1: And your number 11 team in the tournament is probably still going to get into March Madness mm-hmm. still. like Yeah, that's, uh, yeah they're producing. I feel like 24th. that alone. If, you, if I could have one stat about this Big Ten season, I think it's that. It's that the 11 seeded team of the tournament is still going to make March Madness. Yep. That's, as long
0: as they just got to beat Nebraska. And if they beat Penn State, they're like, stamp them in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they lose to Nebraska, it's
1: like, uh oh. I just don't envision that happening in a hundred years. Yeah. What was I can't remember the last time Nebraska has played a game that's been within sixty points. <laughs> um, that's just how it is in my memory.
0: Well, they suspended two of their top players. as mm, Well, that's going to hurt just, a little more. Yeah,
1: it's not going well. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe it's like a Kobe King thing. Maybe it's addition by subtraction for for Nebraska. Who knows?
0: I don't think so. And really, like, good on Wisconsin for winning. You know, winning what is it? Seven straight games to to get that share, but mm-hmm. like they're twenty second in adjusted efficiency, and that is one, two, three, four, five, fifth in the conference. Like eh, they're good, but they're like middle of the pack team in the conference and they're the conference like champions it's, it's crazy
1: yeah do you want to do like val like best values tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast yeah since we gambling should. will yeah. be legal yes. on uh,
0: wednesday here in the mitten state first yes first bets in michigan will be taken tomorrow in detroit um we can talk more about that because that's really exciting we can do some value stuff and and talk about that but i just wanted to talk about Just how crazy this Big Ten tournament is. The path for all these teams, like the one we laid out for Penn State, Rutgers, oh, you got to beat Michigan. Michigan's really good. Then you got to beat Wisconsin. They're really good. Then your Mm -hmm. prizes, probably Illinois, maybe Iowa. Oh, and then after that, it's either Michigan State, Maryland, Penn State, Ohio State, all these really great teams. Good luck.
1: (laughs) It's. it's, It is going to be a fun tournament. Yeah. We talked about, you know, how important it is to win or whatever, but just as a casual spectator, whoo, man, this is just going to be a blast to watch.
0: Yeah. And like. So, first first day is whatever. You know, we get, make
1: sure Minnesota... It's like the and, first in, day in of the college end. football season. Like, I will literally yeah. watch anything. Like, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 slightest inkling of a major conference tournament, I will yes. watch it no matter who. Georgia, Georgia Tech versus, uh, well, North Carolina this year. Sure, I'll watch it. Why not? Fire it up. Let's go. It's March Madness, baby. Let's yeah. get it popping.
0: Sure. But Thursday, noon, Michigan-Rutgers. Great game. Bloodbath. Half an hour later, Iowa, Minnesota. Bloodbath. Awesome game. Half an hour, or 6.30, take a little dinner break. 6.30, mm-hmm. Purdue, Ohio State. Blood awesome either game. way. <laughs> yep. yep. Penn State, yeah, either, someone's winning by 30. Yep. Penn State, Indiana, half an hour later. Bloodbath. And then the next day, noon, half an hour later, 6.30, half an hour later. Uh, although blood now everywhere. we've got Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, Maryland. Like,
1: it is blood going to be banging. Is uh, everywhere. Blood business, is
0: everywhere. Business will be booming. Ooh, I
1: cannot wait for it. India is about to be popping.
0: Do not shake hands with anybody.
1: Yeah, that's probably. I've good been advice. told. Yeah.
0: I don't know. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that we'll uh, end the show on that awkward joke.
1: I, was it a, even a joke? I feel like that's just legitimate. Honestly, advice at this, point. <laughs> at this point,
0: like, just be careful. I, I, you don't want fear monger or anything like that, but just be careful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, don't lick too many doorknobs out there. Don't lick too many car handles in the parking lot. Keep it uh, at a minimum.
0: Yeah, my my personality with sports, you'll be shocked, sort of shifts into more real world stuff. I tend to be very even keel on things. Okay. Um,
1: same. I think I just use up all my emotional, like <laughs> irrational energy for sports. Cause yeah, away from this, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah.
0: But with it, it's, it's getting to a point where it's hard to ignore everything that's going on outside of sports in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, uh, with the, the coronavirus, that is something that is certainly leaking into sports. Like they just canceled for or postponed Serie A in Italy, which is their giant soccer league is yeah. massively important to everything. Um, and we're certainly not at that point in the U S but who knows? And this is a discussion for another day that could March madness, like in front of empty stadiums, like it could be a really, oh, very real possibility, really weird th- in a few weeks. And like, hopefully just for health standpoint, it doesn't get to that. And we can clear through this. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to ignore that that's a real thing that is uh, absolutely at play when you've got a big event like this, but yeah, if you're going just take all the precautions. Listen to actual medical health professionals, not idiots like me and Matt.
1: And a few shots of fireball, too. That'll help uh, (laughs) sterilize everything in the system. Did you
0: see someone ask Tito's Vodka if they could use the vodka (laughs) as a sanitizer?
1: No, I did not see that, but that's (laughs) that's what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Somebody asked, and they responded appropriately, which is good information, like, according to whoever. Mm Mm-hmm. Hand sanitizer has to be 60% alcohol, like that's the threshold. Oh, okay. And since Tito's is only 40%, it doesn't meet the standard for... But if it's uh, a double
1: like vodka (laughs) and soda, then you're fine, right?
0: No, that's still just 40% doubled. No,
1: that's 80. That's 40 times 2. That's 80. (laughs) I I know how to do math well, okay? You need to help me.
0: Yes, that is is bad medical advice. Just get hammered and you won't get sick. (laughs) Yeah, well, trying drunk, to why watch not? basketball. Yeah. No. It'll it'll be good. Um I'm sure if there were any major concerns they would uh cancel it. But they have been sending out updates, so you'll have to just sort of stick to the news and stay tuned with that. It looks like everything's gonna go on as planned, which is awesome for not just sports and all that, but the general feeling of health and wellness <laughs> amongst everybody sure. in the world, <laughs> which is the most important thing. I would um, say yeah. yeah. So that that we digress from the coronavirus for now.
1: Okay. Matt, fair.
0: That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to today's show. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with what are we going to talk about tomorrow? Probably more big time tournament. Honestly, yeah, we're Why gonna not? do. We're gonna definitely. We did some gambling um, at uh, a couple weeks ago, but now that tomorrow is the official start of legal sports bets being taken in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, we can definitely talk about. NCAA tournament odds, uh, Big Ten tournament odds, and different things like that. We've, of course, got a bracket pool coming up, uh, which we would love to have all of you participate in once we get to that point. So we're definitely going to do some gambling, and I think we'll have a a chance to talk about recruiting and some football stuff. We've got some salaries for coaches. Uh, We can definitely talk about that. And uh, Michigan State's recruiting efforts under Mel Tucker here as we sort of little lull, right, Wednesday, little quick lull, and then we'll fly into the weekend with basketball all over, all the time.
1: I like that. A little football checkup before we... A little football checkup. Say, yep. say lot Just stop in, say
0: hello, admire Scotty Hazleton's salary, and then yep. we'll move into the basketball. Uh, so that's going to do it. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Spartans. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to Locked on Big Ten if you want to get a... Uh, A picture of what's going on around the conference. Want to see what's uh, going on. Ben Stevens, host Locked on Big Ten, does a really good job. He's a really um, overqualified person, I believe. He's a young professional. He's going to be a rocket ship in this industry. So listen to uh, Locked on Big Ten while you still got someone like Ben uh, hosting it there. Locked on Big Ten. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home.
1: The boys are still back to back. To back. All right, go green, everyone.